Well, just, that's a, I think it's a good start. <laughs> we we kind of do have a big deal with us in our uh, quote unquote studio today. Uh, we have a special guest, but first we got to do a little intro. I a guess. little introduction, Jackson. Go for it. Uh, this is the Free Hub Podcast coming to you live from the Sunset District of San Francisco, California, on a, a beautiful Sunday evening. And tonight we have a special guest with us, kind of spontaneous. We weren't expecting this one. Uh, we have none other than Chelsea Kimball with us. Uh, if you don't know who Chelsea is, uh, go look her up. She's been killing the free ride scene, uh, TDS Enduro, free ride fiesta, probably most famously just coming back from the Dark Fest series and hitting a 90 foot jump, mm-hmm. which is insane. So, uh, we're really lucky to have her here talking with us, uh, we met yesterday and asked her if she wanted to be on the podcast, and she was cool enough to agree. Yeah. It was pretty random how we met you, too, because I was going up the hill with Andrew, and you passes by, and I, I had no idea who you were before yesterday, and I was just like, hey, how are you doing? We had like a 10-second small talk. You kept going up, up the hill, and then I saw you there talking with Sebastian, and then Sebastian was like, whoa, you do not know who you're talking with right now? And I was like, no, I'm sorry, dog. And then he proceeded to introduce me to you. And yeah, um, thankfully, we asked you to come to the podcast. You agreed. And now you're here. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Sebastian's yeah. a man making yeah. connections. Yeah. Big caliber of a first guest to yeah. the podcast. We're nervous. So. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have any guns, so I don't know what kind of caliber it'd be. But so. do you shoot guns every once in a while? Yeah, I just did for like the first time in forever. My uh, my old boss came down to the desert and we shot some really cool guns. Nice. It was pretty nice. fun. Nice. I like guns. <laughs> <laughs> they are fun. Yeah, but... Uh, well, you said you're from Arizona. I feel like that's a good segue. You're from Arizona. What city exactly? Uh, I was born in Mesa, Arizona. Nice. Uh, Phoenix area. It's just a broad metropolis of city. Nice. Cool. Nice. Um, what's been happening in your life for like the last three months? What have you been up to? Let's see. Three months. Uh, three months ago, we're in May, April, March. Wait. April, March, February. I was cleared to ride again February 28th. I had thumb surgery in December. And uh, yeah, the doctor cleared me to ride February 28th. No, that's when I got the pins taken out. How did you get the pins in the first place? What was the crash? Yeah, what happened? Okay, so I never crashed. (laughs) It was was horrible. I don't need to crash to get hurt, I guess. (laughs) But uh, I was riding at Fest Sessions Polska last year in June. And I just came up a little short on a jump and uh, landed rear wheel heavy and just whatever like landing really hard the force of the handlebars going into the webbing space between my index finger and thumb uh tore the ligament that attaches like the base of the thumb to the wrist oh something that nobody ever injures so i had to have multiple appointments with like four different surgeons like trying to find the best surgeons out there to like help me find out what's wrong and uh it took a while Wow. Yeah. I've never heard of someone hurting that part, but that would be vicious. Yeah. Yeah. Were you able to ride in the meantime? I did. I I finished out the season and everything by uh, strapping my hand on the bar. It was too painful to use my thumb. So I rode with my thumb above the bar and then I had a strap that I like wrapped around my hand and around the bar. (sighs) 
It could, it would release in the case of a crash. And I did crash multiple times and it came off. Whoa. Like, you know how gymnasts kind of wrap a strap around a bar uh-huh. to add grip strength? It's kind of uh-huh. like that. So, yeah. yeah. I tried that once. Everyone told me they do that and it did not work. So, that's pretty impressive. You that going. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, it created a lot of bad habits, really, I think. Mm. Um, but I was able to finish out the season. Who knows if it was the right decision, but there's no yeah. guidebook on like what decisions to make. Yeah. So yeah. How's the hand feeling now? Um, really good. Yeah. I actually just cased a jump today and it was incredibly painful, <laughs> but, but other than that, it's been great. Nice. We nice. just, we just rode the awesome trails that you just showed me and, uh, I had no problem. So Sweet. I'm pretty happy. Yeah. If you don't follow Chelsea on Instagram, look up Chelsea sends it. And uh, scroll down and find the video of the pins being pulled out of her hand. It's pretty gnarly. I just want to know, what was that like when they pulled the pins out? Could you feel them moving? So, it, yeah, it's it was so strangely not painful in any way. Like, mm. they, she had those pliers and just, like, like, pulled as hard as she could. Like, you could tell she was pulling hard. Yeah. Was like, it, like, shaking from how hard she was pulling? Or um, was it pretty smooth? No, she was, like yanking like <laughs> yeah it wasn't like violently yanking but uh definitely yanking and then it was just like i don't even know how to describe it just a super strange pulling sensation oh. and then next thing you knew it they were out wow yep nice. they're in my van right now <laughs> oh you still here. have a screw yeah i Damn. saved them for because i save stupid stuff like that i guess nice nice wow um well I have some big questions for you regarding some big jumps. Fest series. Um, you've been killing it at the Fest series, most recently Dark Fest in South Africa. Which I think broke the internet recently with those jumps. Yeah, the new edit just came out. Oh, and good. it's a good edit. Um, uh, I noticed that on this Fest series, there were more girls ripping than ever before. Uh, so... I don't know if you have like some sort of insight on that because you know I've never seen so many uh, women competing in the Fest series uh, events. So it's awesome. Last year was the first year ever that women were at Dark Fest. Um, we were lucky enough to be invited, and getting there last year, all the ladies were way more timid. Um, mm-hmm. This year we got there, and I don't know if it was just like the right mix of ladies this year. Mm-hmm. Everybody just came out swinging. Like, yeah, it popped off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was pretty incredible because the, the guys too, like the 110 was hit on the first day of riding, I think. Jeez. I think Tom hit it and flipped it on the first day of riding. Like, so that was the first just day. Crazy. Oh my God. I, either the first day or the second day. It was pretty incredible. So how it was many, the men and women going off. How many days is um an event like fest series so technically the event starts on monday and ends on saturday but everybody was kind of already there on um on saturday and sunday so Mm. we and those were actually the best weather days Mm. so so the riding started a little bit early and the the sessions were just insane Mm -hmm. damn i bet what was uh I got the two jumps I'm curious about i think everyone wants to know is the step up and then the 90 footer like what's it like rolling up to that step up fast it is so incredibly fast like the oh man there's like there's no no feeling like just going as fast as you can possibly go at a lip that's as that like is taller than a two-story building yeah that's like so insane it's it's so so crazy because 
if the wind is blowing the wrong direction, you could come up really short. So like if you can't, if you don't tuck enough or if you don't yeah, like pump how much in the are bottom. You, are you like full it, like in like old school downhill racer below the bars? Oh yeah. Like you get as low as you possibly can if it's running slow. It's pretty wow. crazy. What about like your uh shocks and tire pressure you have those like oh yeah i want to know about that yeah uh so this year was uh this year i went with a 510 pound spring because i like (gasps) i for the for most of the big jump things i run a 500 pound spring Mm -hmm. um and i i've had the same 500 pound spring for like three years and i think it's getting a little softer just from use over time Mm -hmm. yeah so right before I went, I got a 510-pound spring, and I'm like, oh, it's the only one I could find, really. So I'm like, oh, it's close enough. Probably won't make a big difference. And I got there, and I like, I had some brake issues, so I wasn't able to ride the first day, and like not really until the second half of the first day, or second day. And then once I did ride a little bit, I just felt totally off on the bike. Like, mm. It didn't feel like I was like riding with the bike. Mm. I wasn't feeling in the bike. The corning wasn't right. And mm. do you find it hard when you travel somewhere till all of a sudden there's this pressure? Like I have to be on. I have to ride really well. Oh, it's so hard. Like it. I'm like I'm learning how to deal with it every day and every every event. Because yeah, yeah, it's really hard. I feel like I tried to mentally prepare this time, but. Uh, but it didn't go the way that I was hoping. Yeah. But well, still. Getting a little stuff, but this is interesting. What do you do to mentally prepare? Like, you know you're flying, hit the biggest jumps in the yeah. world. You're going to South Africa. What's going on in your brain? How do you. That would scare the crap out of me. <laughs> Visualizing. Um, just thinking very specifically about what it would, what it will feel like as, as I'm hiking up to the top, then mm. what it'll feel like when I'm sitting there, like if there's a little bit of wind. What is each corner gonna feel like? What is it gonna feel like as I crank the first crank to go into something? Hmm. Like just thinking through every single step and and uh, visualizing myself jumping and landing and everything is is as far as I know about the only way to prepare for it. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? It's like how mental is the fact? Like how pressing is the fact that? these jumps are so big that the consequences in case you like come in short or like you get bucked or something like that uh, like does the fear of such big consequences like affect you in any way and this oh definitely i would like i feel like this year i really struggled um mm. but once i did get my bike feeling better i like i came around more quickly I guess we kind of skipped over that the suspension setup. Oh yeah, no, we got, we got okay, okay. No, suspension setup. Step up. We got, but that was interesting. That was yeah. interesting. Um, um, yeah. So, suspension setup going into the uh, step up. Yeah, back to the suspension setup. Uh, moral of the story: my suspension was too stiff. Like it was just too stiff. I don't know if the bike just wasn't riding in the like into the travel enough. Like not enough sag. Of course, with a spring that heavy, there's not much sag at all, but I think there is too much. And it was kind of good. I mentioned that to a few other riders, and they said that they maybe softened up their fork by a few PSI, and Mm -hmm. they're like, I think it helped. So it's 
you need superstitious suspension for the speed, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. I think I found out what is too stiff, at least for me. Yeah. 510 so, pounds. 510 pounds is too stiff. Can't go over 500. What? And then the fork I run. Um, I got a different tune this time from Suspension Syndicate. Uh, they added more uh, like volume spacers and everything in my fork, so I was able to run like just over 190 PSI. Normally, I'm at 200 PSI, like mm-hmm. max PSI for the boxer. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so this time I was at like 190 something and that felt pretty good. And then tire pressure, I think the front was at like 40 and rear is at like 45. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Some riders even get like lower profile tires or like tires with smaller knobs just to, to roll, roll fast. faster. Damn, wow. Yeah, you need all the speed that you can get That's for crazy. sure. Does wow. the step up buck you at all? Is it smooth? Mm-hmm. Like, so um, you were asking about the fear and like consequences if you crash or something. The thing with the all of the fest style, or maybe not all of them, but definitely dark fest and uh, fest sessions Polska that I rode, like the jumps are extremely scary. And yes, it's super dangerous if you crash, like you can get horribly injured. Mm-hmm. But these jumps are also made very, very safe. Like, I would say the jumps at Darkfest are more safe than a lot of jumps at a lot of small jump parks. Mm -hmm. Mainly because of the style of the building that they've kind of developed over time. Uh, Nico Vink and a few other people kind of really started the style of building where the case pad is angled down and it's quite long. Mm. So there's there's no hard square edge when you come up a little short to where you Mm -hmm. don't bounce. So mm-hmm. dark fest, the case pads are angled down and then the landings are just the perfect angle and they're so long. Mm. Like the landing for the first rocket launcher has to be over a hundred foot long, easy. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. So it's like the length of the jump is the landing practically bigger. Uh yeah, totally. Wow. But it makes it to where people can crash and not die. Did you have any close calls? Um this year no. Okay. That's Last good. year. Nice. Uh, last year, the last time I hit the rocket launcher, the first one, I, I actually got bucked a little bit and came down nose heavy. The rear end touched down before I washed out sideways, but like that was pretty terrifying. Oof. It could have been a lot worse. Damn. Oh. Not really. That's crazy. All right, what? all right. Can I ask one more question about the Fest series? Yeah. Um, out of all the different locations for the Fest series, because, you know, it's like a traveling event. There's a Free Red Fiesta. There's a Royal Fest in the UK, um, Dark Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the ones you've ridden, which one is your favorite venue? Of, like, favorite jumps? Mm-hmm. Dark Fest, for mm-hmm. sure. Yes. Those jumps are just mind-blowingly wonderful. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's dope. It looks amazing. The whole area, just that canyon and that valley, valley canyon, I don't know, but it just looks beautiful. Like oh, the yeah. The background and, yeah. Those rocky cliffs, like, that light up with the alpenglow, like, oh. that pink t- hue in the sunset hours is just so gorgeous. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. One day I want to go to South Africa just to see. <laughs> just to see. Dark face. I'll buy tickets. Yeah, so. You gotta go. Uh, I was watching some of your videos from the Free Ride Fiesta. What was that like? That drop and then the setup, the uh, drop and then the main jump at the end. What was it like hitting that? Because that drop looks huge. When I see the GoPro footage, just any footage of it, it's like it seems like a massive drop. And then you're going into a huge lip. Like, what's that like? Yeah, it is. It is pretty big. Um, let's see. The first year, it definitely, um, 
it definitely got them like got into my nerves a lot more. Um, and that first year of Fiesta, what was that? 2020, I think it was a lot harsher, more harsh of a landing. Mm -hmm. Like it, I think when I landed that first one at the first Fiesta, my pedals even dragged the ground a little bit, just Oof. like full compression. Oh. Um, so yeah, that that drop was super intimidating that first year. And then the second year, they made the landing a lot better. I think they changed the angle of the takeoff and then uh, reshaped the landing a little bit. So it was much better. Um, and it's just like something like that, you just have to trust the speed. Yeah. Starting just whether you're riding the course top to bottom or starting at a certain point, um, either following someone or or just following the formula and trusting the speed. Nice. But it's it's so scary. Like you're hitting a massive drop and then you're and then once you land, like you're automatically looking at this lip that <laughs> I think the one at Fiesta is like twenty two or twenty three feet tall. Oh man. Just like, the lip. Just the lip. Jesus. Like you can't, you can't see anything but this basically wall it's in like front of you. It's like a tidal wave coming at you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh I can only imagine. It's like definitely like looking at a big old wave for big wave surfers, but maybe less dangerous. Uh, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. Big wave surfing is insane. Mm -hmm. So scary. Oh. One more question uh, <laughs> <laughs> with the Fez series. Um, would you in the future um i mean obviously we would all like to see more girls participating in this event uh what do you think will make something like that possible like what do you think needs to happen or will happen in order to see like more girls start showing up at these events and ripping as hard as you girls did uh it, so i feel like there's kind of a few different points in there of like women going to these events mm -hmm. um to have more women at the events you have to have budget for more people in general mm -hmm. and something mm -hmm. like dark fest the it's it's what 25 riders maybe like it's a very small number of riders mm -hmm. and i can guarantee you there are hundreds of people that send emails trying to get into Darkfest every mm. year, like probably over a hundred, mm -hmm. and uh, and more budget, like maybe they could have more riders with more budget. Mm -hmm. And speaking directly to like more women at the events, um, a lot of it I think is like sticking your neck out there and asking. Mm -hmm. Like I think maybe. Some people, both men and women, just expect to be invited to something, whereas mm. it's it's already hard to organize event an event like that. And these writers, like they're not their their job is not to only organize the event; they're also doing their own professional writing career. So mm -hmm. they're probably pretty overwhelmed with a lot of stuff, and they can't think of everybody to invite. So mm -hmm. yeah. if you're a girl trying to get into an event, like start sending emails, ask everyone if you can come ride there, mm -hmm. because I mean it doesn't hurt to ask. All they can say is no, and you'll probably send enough emails. You'll get a yes at some point. Sweet. Um, I was going to ask. Do you, was there a point in your writing career 
when all of a sudden you started to get invites, you started to get more followers? Was there like a transition or you think it's been like a gradual progression? Or was there like one day and all of a sudden like your Instagram and email blew up or something? I think uh, when Johnny Salito created Freeride Fiesta, um, I mean, he created Freeride Fiesta. I saw the article come out with like the invited writers list in, I think it was like, no, what month was that? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what month it was, but I I remember like sitting in my van in the evening, like scrolling through Pink Bike, and I saw like the writers list, and so I immediately sent out an email, like because I think Hannah Bergman and Casey Brown were the only girls invited. I'm like, started sending emails. Can I come to Freeride Fiesta? And I think uh, thank you, Johnny, for letting me come to the event. I think after Fiesta. I definitely got a lot more recognition and a lot more, that's a lot I, more followers on Instagram. Yeah. Like if if we're going by that, um, but yeah, I think Free Red Fiesta really helped my career and like get my name out to a lot of people. Mm. That was your like foot in the door. Yeah, I think so. Nice. Thank you, Johnny. Nice. On like a shout out <laughs> personal level with your writing, do you feel like there was a moment when like you're like okay, I'm. There's a moment you start to feel good. Like, I know, you know, maybe mm-hmm. don't, but like, you're like, okay, I'm, I can do this. Like, things are connecting. I'm starting to do things. Did you ever have, like, when did you start mm-hmm. to feel that within yourself? I think, I think that has been such a slow progression um, of like my writing getting better and feeling good and really chasing after like being a quote unquote professional writer, mm-hmm. I guess. It's been a slow progression, but in, 2017 that was the year that I decided to like go out to the east coast and race downhill for a season Mm. just to like see where it takes me Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm still on that ride like I'm still (laughs) seeing where it's taken me and it's definitely taken me to a lot of places so nice yeah Yeah. other than that I don't feel like there's been a moment it's Mm. just been kind of a slow progression nice more about your background when did you get into mountain biking like when did you start riding um how did you get into mountain biking and yeah just give us a little bit of background yeah i got into riding in 2014 i think uh, my friend got a job at a bike shop she was like my climbing buddy mm-hmm. she got a job at a bike shop and she immediately was addicted and i basically lost my climbing partner to mountain biking so I had nobody to climb with and then I finally gave in and went on a mountain bike ride with her and kind of started climbing less and less over time but yeah I got into it because my friend got a job at a bike shop did it <laughs> did it click immediately like after a first mountain bike ride because some people hate it some people hate their first mountain bike ride did it click for you where you're like okay this is dope I'm gonna keep doing this I, I loved it I really okay. did I, I immediately loved it but I wasn't immediately like centering my life around it because rock climbing was still my go-to like my favorite thing to do what i wanted to do all the time so rock climbing was still my main my main thing for quite a few years before mountain biking took over nice nice um did you ever went riding when you were like younger or like what's your history with bicycles like when when did you learn how to ride bicycles did you see yourself getting into it or I think I started riding a bike pretty young. Um, man, I, I don't know about you guys, but I have trouble like 
remembering specific memories when I was really young. My memory is horrible, so <laughs> I I'm on I'm on that train with you. Yeah. But I I would guess that I started riding a bike around like age four or something. I'd probably ask my ask my dad on that one. Yeah. But I do remember maybe my seventh birthday. Um, <clears throat> it was just like me, my mom, my brother, and my dad. Like having my birthday, my mom always made me a strawberry cake because it's my favorite. <laughs> and uh, there was like this big box on the table and it had a flag on it, like an American flag. And I totally thought my parents got me a flag for my birthday. Uh-huh. I was all bummed. <laughs> but it turned out it was a bicycle. With like, an American flag. <laughs> yeah. No, it was pink and blue if I remember right. So it was, it was a nice little bike. Nice. Uh, but that's like the first bike that I really remember getting. I know I had one before that. My dad was awesome for getting us bikes, but little do they know you'd be hitting ninety foot jumps years later. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Send in backflips and stuff, and that's yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Um, you know, obviously you're like a traveling professional mountain biker now. Um, where do you like to travel? Gosh, I like to travel everywhere. I'm the like one of the things that has been tough to get used to for for like traveling as a professional writer i feel so weird saying i'm a professional writer because i just i just feel like a person that rides bikes <laughs> but i no, guess you can, I, yeah you can I, guess I, would, I would call you a professional <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah it's kind of hard to get used to to just traveling for short periods of time i've always really liked traveling to some place and staying for at the very least a month mm-hmm. because mm. i feel like when i when I go to a place for a week, I can't really get the feel of a place. Like I don't many meet many local people and I don't know. I love mm. plants. Like I don't learn that much about the plants <laughs> if I go someplace for a week or so that's kinda hard to get used to. Like going to an event, staying for a week and then leaving. Like Dark Fest. I traveled halfway around the world and stayed for two weeks. Mm. Like it's such a short time. Like right when you get over jet lag and then it's like, Oh, I'm heading out now. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's, that's been pretty hard to get used to. Um, yeah, just yeah. I, cause I like traveling for long periods of time. Um, one place that is my favorite, it's the first place I traveled to, um, like outside of the United States or outside of North America is Thailand. Oh, like I've heard great things about Thailand. Have you guys been? No, no. I haven't. I've never I, I have a friend that just got back like two weeks ago actually, but. He loved it. And it's cheap too, is what I've heard. Super cheap and you get really good food and yeah. Yep. The exchange rate definitely works in our favor. Sadly, it doesn't work in Thai people's favor to come <laughs> mm, here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the people, the Thai people, like their culture is just so relaxed. Mm. Um, I may be saying this right wrong, um, but they have like a, a, a common saying like that is similar to just saying, oh, it's cool. It's, it's cool. It's okay. Like, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Just like a very common thing. Akuma Tata or something. They're, yeah. I think it's Sabai, Sabai. But it's been so long since I've been there. But yeah. When the, were you there? Um, the last time I was there was 2019. Okay. November of 2019. November to December. Yep. There's a, a race that happened two years in a row, and they since COVID, they haven't had it again. The International Chiang Mai Enduro. Mm. Uh, I, I really hope they have it this year. If they do, I'm going for sure. Nice. Just super fun race. Did you race it before? Yeah, I've, I've raced it two different years. Um, our, like, our, our crew, because there's a team 
like you can enter as a team as oh, well. Yeah, and that's our, fun. our our friends our team like won two years in a row. So Oh nice. We so, got we gotta defend the title. That's yeah. why you like it so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, the trails are just awesome. Oh, really? And of course then you're with a bunch of like Thai people that are awesome. The riding scene there is super cool. Is it like jungle loam? Or and no, it's 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 pretty clay like. When it rains, it gets kind of greasy. Mm. So it can it can be kind of spicy if it rains, but yeah. we generally go in the dry season. November it's still dry. Mm. Um dusty? Pretty dusty. Okay. Yep. Mm. Uh on the note of traveling, you've ridden trails around the world. Is there it's pretty hard to pick one, but if you had to say like there's one trail that's been your favorite, or one that really stood out to you. Or at least like top three. Yeah. Hmm. In other countries, this is excluding the US. It can US anywhere. Just in your whole riding career. Three trails. You can name more if you want, you know. But Okay, one is not a trail. It's just a line. But it's shuttleable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big factor. Totally, (laughs) totally. But you can shuttle it. You gotta, you gotta kind of traverse on this ridge a little bit and maybe push up a very small amount. But it's in uh, in Chile, in Antofagasta. Oh. You shuttle this, like I don't. It might be a thousand foot slasher line down to the beach. Oh. Like you do it at sunset and you you, sh- you shuttle and then you just have this insane slasher line overlooking the ocean with like birds and sunset and Damn. it's just pretty darn incredible. Is it the one that they just had like a crazy enduro race on mm. that it drops you off at like a road? I've been seeing like crazy GoPro videos. Um, I don't know if there was enduro oh, race. You know what there. I'm talking oh, about? Oh, it's like a super steep mountain. Yeah, and rocky. Like the top is super rocky. The top has some. It could be that because mm. it does end right at a road. Mm. I think like, it, yeah, the GoPro footage looked. Man, it looked looks insane. gnarly. It's, if we're talking about the same one, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The line itself isn't that gnarly. Like if you go down the the kind of from the saddle, it's really pretty mellow. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can definitely find some spicier lines okay. on it. Chile number one. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so for a line, that's awesome. Uh, gosh, Virgin, Virgin, Utah is just special. There's no specific trail there that I'm thinking of, but just the riding there is super special. I've named two things that aren't trails. Dang. No, no, no those count. Those yeah. count. Uh, we'll count it. Yeah, totally. Gosh. Is there like a, like, what's like your favorite tech trail? Hmm. Like to get your suspension working? No, oh, man, that's a really tough one. Probably the shoot we did today. San Francisco Lomers. Yeah. <laughs> but Lomers aren't. I guess that was still tech, but it's still a Lomer. That's kind of crazy to think of. Tech and a Lomer all at the same time? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about my favorite tech trail. Okay. Yeah. Bootleg, cool. I'm like, I'm pretty attached. I rode a lot in my first like years racing at Bootleg, Bootleg, Bootleg Canyon, Canyon, Nevada. In Nevada, yeah. Oh, yep. I've never heard of that. Uh, there's a trail called Ginger that is super gnarly. They don't race it anymore because it's 
quote unquote too gnarly. Oh really? Mm. Yeah, I think that means people just need to start getting gnarlier again. But um, <laughs> but yeah, the rocks all there all want to kill you. Like if Ooh. you crash, you will get stabbed by a rock. Oh, it looks dry and hot too. Oh yeah, yeah. Very dry, very hot. But it's fun. It's super fun as long as you're as long as you're like willing to ride over pointy rocks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. Now I have more questions about your traveling lifestyle. Um, how is the van life? What are like the pros and cons of? Because you've been doing it for a while now, right? Yeah, I started living in my van in 2011. Whoa. So it's been a while. Um, yeah, there's a lot of pros and a lot of cons. Uh, one con I'm dealing with right now is uh, N plus one. Everybody mm -hmm. may know of the, the number of bikes you have plus one, and that's mm -hmm. the number that you need. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, my van is quite small, and I don't have enough space for N plus one. So I'm trying to... That's something that I got to deal with. Like, if I had a garage, I've, I would have plenty of space. Mm -hmm. But I don't, so so that's a con. How just many, space. How many bikes you have right now? <laughs> Too many. <laughs> just, <laughs> Give us a just number. Just too many. I have six. Whoa, oh. that's a solid that's a healthy number. number. Yeah, that's a good number. And it's, two of those are e-bikes. So I, I I gotta sell one e-bike or give it to my dad. I may give it to my dad because he would have fun on it. He would probably be pretty stoked. Mm -hmm. But instead, tomorrow I'm gonna ride it in Marin. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank uh, you for letting me charge it. Hey, yeah. no worries. Hey. No worries. Well, six bikes for a pro rider who's sponsored like. That's a good number. And you it's have good. and you have six bikes in your Astro. Yes. No. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Too many. And my I have a scooter as well, like a little Honda PCX one fifty. Like in motor your van? No, not oh, in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How do you fit all that? That would be another level. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, it's it's I I have a rack that goes on the back of my van and it goes up on the rack oh, okay. and I carry it that way. But I had to I left it at my friend's house mm. for now. I got to pick it up on Wednesday. But anyways. Since you're a sponsored writer, you, I bet you get like goodies from all the brands that sponsor you. Like, for example, not only like bikes, but um, like the components that you gave away, like pit viper glasses, uh, pedals, all this stuff. Does it, all that fit in your van too with all the other bikes? And it, I, I have... It fits. I mean, it's all in there right now. <laughs> I definitely look like a homeless uh, person that has way too much stuff. And I mean, I kind of am. But yeah, uh, I my my whole family is like really good at fixing things. And I was just raised that like you don't throw away something mm -hmm. if if it like still has use out of mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Like I struggle with clothes, like I'll wear a T-shirt until it's totally stained and has holes. And then I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be a professional writer. I should probably <laughs> wear a shirt without stains, uh, especially when I have it. But yeah, throwing stuff away is really hard for me. So that goes to say I, I have like, I, I save derailers with that are bent or something because you never same. know when you have same. to pull yeah. a part I, I off a of really it. really bad habit of yeah. that. Yeah, but it's also good because like then you can change out the pulley wheel when it mm -hmm. breaks on one bike. Yeah. So it's good to have around, but then the space issue comes back mm -hmm. of like, how many spare parts do I need? Hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, who are your sponsors? Uh, Specialized is my main sponsor. They've, they really have treated me well over the past few years. Um, I actually just toured the Specialized, like, it's not a factory, but the kind of the base in Morgan Hill. Mm -hmm. uh, day before yesterday. Super cool. They have nice. like 
state-of-the-art equipment and I didn't get to tour the machine shop um, oh, I was told that cool. yeah. I, I wanted to yeah, but I guess bad. just in case they have new secret stuff coming out they don't want mm. fresh eyes on it yeah but I, I guess like it's a multi-million dollar machine shop that they can make just about anything Whoa. it sounds wow. super cool so maybe I'll have to tour it again but yeah, yeah I got to I got to check out like where they can make whatever apparel things like all the fabrics and uh, and the helmet lab. We got to smash a helmet like on the I don't even know what it's called like smasher. The smasher, <laughs> the helmet smasher. Yeah. Do you think they just have like a pile of helmets to like smash for every visitor? Like a worker has like, oh, we got, we got visitors smash. let's smash with helmets. I mean that would be pretty cool, but they, I didn't see a pile of helmets. Okay. They just had one that they had done uh, two other impacts on. Mm. So we put a third impact in it. Yeah. Yep, that person wouldn't have done very well. <laughs> no. Well, that's cool. Oh. Specialize is a, that's a good sponsor yeah. to have, I yeah. imagine. Big brand. Yeah. Nice. Big brand, really good bikes. Like, I've been so happy with the bikes. They're pretty awesome. Uh, and then Pit Viper and Reverse Components. Uh, Reverse is based in Germany, and like they make all sorts of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then Pit Viper. Everybody knows Pit Viper. So you gave me a free pair yesterday, so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. they look sick too. You um, like the clear ones? Yeah, yeah. I, I do like the clear ones actually. So. I think I only wore them once when I was out in Virgin, and the wind was blowing, and it was just dust everywhere, and the side pieces on the eyes. I was like, oh, I can actually open my eyes right now. Nice. Yep. Um, another van life question. What would be your dream van setup? Chevy Astro van. Oh, <laughs> I'm living it. Um, living the dream. No, I have actually recently, like everybody's been telling me for probably five years that I need a bigger van. And uh, I'm starting to agree with them a little bit. Just because right now uh, I have too many bikes to fit in my van. Mm. Vans are expensive right now. They're Everyone's so trying expensive. To buy them. Yeah. 150K Sprinter. Yeah. Uh, starting just a that's like a starter price. It's so expensive. Yeah, yeah people build them out and spend like three hundred thousand dollars. Insane. Oh. Yeah, they it's, are so nice though. Being in one of those though. things. Oof. Yeah, but you man. need three hundred thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't have that kind of money. I sleep on the back of my truck when I go camping. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, but dream vans. I've I've been thinking. I'm all about good gas mileage. Like I don't mm-hmm. want to. I oh, don't yeah. want to pay all of my money at the gas pump. So it would have to be something that gets good mileage. And then I do kind of like a shorter roof van, so oh, yeah. that I can go on like forest roads that have low hanging trees mm-hmm. and fit in yeah, parking garages. Yeah, some of the garages. sprinters are like 20, 30 feet tall. Like yeah. huge. Yeah. Super high. But yeah, I don't know specifically what I would want. Mm. What mileage you get on your Astro? Uh, about eighteen. Oh, it's solid. Yeah, it's it's not solid. bad. It could be better. What year is it? It is an 03. Oh, nice. Yep. Nice. I like the color, too. It's a pretty nice color. It's brown. <laughs> <laughs> it blends in well. It's a good blender. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. Okay, I just got a random question for you. You had to ride one bike for the rest of your life. What would it be? I was going to say trail versus downhill, but then I realized now you have an e-bike. We were talking about that oh. earlier in the e-bike addiction. So how real is the e-bike addiction? If you had to pick one, what would it be? Um, sadly, I don't think it would be an e-bike if it was one bike forever because an e-bike needs electricity. Mm, yeah. And mm, I already yeah. have to spend hours at a coffee shop generally to try to charge my e-bike. So that would be quite a hassle. 
especially if the end of the world happens and then power is just out forever. Yeah. A regular bike is going to be better off. Um, so Trail or downhill? Definitely trail. I would have to be able to pedal. Maybe the yeah. Stumpy Evo. Enduro? The Enduro... Oh, man. One bike forever. Yeah. It'd either be One the Enduro or the all. Stumpy Evo. Because okay. the Enduro is big enough for hucks. Yeah. But the Stumpy Evo is small enough to like pedal on super long distances mm. and still be happy. Mm-hmm. So you just walk into a coffee shop with your e-bike and ask if you can charge it? No, I take the battery out and hide it in my backpack uh, so nobody sees. Oh, you smart. Play. Yeah. Yep. Smart. Yep. <laughs> I, thought, I just had that question in my head. I'm <laughs> take the bike in. Um, I've thought about trying movie theaters, but I don't know if there's outlets in the movie theaters. I, by the trash cans, they are by the doors. But I don't know if you <laughs> want to leave your battery yeah. there. No, it'd have to be in with me. Unless I could hide it behind the trash can, but I don't know. It's kind of sketchy. Somebody just yeah. dumps their soda on your battery. Oh. I wonder if you could go to like the electric car charging station somehow and like super like speed charge your e-bike, you know, in like 30 seconds or something. That We, we will should, get there. I should have specialized about that. Mm, like an there adapter you that you yeah. plug in. Yeah. You heard Honestly, it here first, though, specialized. <laughs> like I, you're on like, you're in, you know, in Tahoe and you're like, okay, I got 30 minutes to charge my bike. I need to ride tomorrow. Like that's specialized. A, you hear yeah. that? That's <laughs> just, a great idea. Just saying on your new multi-million dollar labs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then with that money, you can buy the Sprinter van. And then oh, there we go. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, what else was I? I was going to ask you another thing. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Social media. So, you know, you have sponsorships. I'm guessing that these brands that sponsor you want you to produce content. Um, also, in the world of mountain biking, I feel like it's easier to like spread your presence and be better known through social media. Um, I am guessing that a lot of your time has to be spent on social media. Um, how, how does that work for you? Hmm. I really try not to spend too much time on social media because I feel like it drains my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, because that scrolling, like once you start, it's so yeah. hard to it's just so, stop scrolling. Yeah, 20 yeah. minutes go by yeah. and you're like, oh my God, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I try not to spend too much time on it. That being said, I try to post like pretty often. Mm-hmm. I've been almost posting every day because I've, I feel like I have so much content. I have mm-hmm. to post every day. Do you have any requirements from your sponsors? It's like you have to post X amount and... Let's see. I I am supposed to. And <laughs> Is it part of your contract? And I'm in, not in all of my contracts, but in uh, I think at least one of them, I do have a specific amount and I am not working hard enough to keep <laughs> it. Do I'm you... working hard, just not specific specifically in that way yeah do you ever take like social media breaks or feel like the need of a social media break oh totally Hmm. definitely um yeah i do i'd I'd say the last one was actually after i hit my head at proving grounds in september Mm. because uh supposedly screens looking at screens is really bad after you have a concussion Mm. um so i tried to do two weeks where i only looked at my phone for like time or if somebody called me Mm. Uh, which was actually kind of nice. Um, yeah, it's nice. Like when your phone breaks, it's like, it's nice. <laughs> and just not having like, I guess that was maybe the first time in a really long time where 
I wanted to not look at my phone more than look at it. Like I didn't have those instances where I picked up my phone and like, oh wait, I shouldn't do that. Like you I think just naturally I, didn't. I just purely did not want to look at it because I, I wanted to get better and like I didn't want my head to be as... It was so much more of a priority. Than, yeah, yeah, healing was so much more of a priority. I, I'm glad you asked that because that's the first time I've realized that. That I really wanted to not look at my phone more than look at it. Well, that's a good thing to feel, honestly. I have not felt that. I am. I always tell myself, like, I need a social media break. I need a social media. And it's crazy because the first thing I do when I get on my cell phone, it's like, it's a reflex. I just yes, go to Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Yep. I just click the thing. And then it's like, I completely forget. It's like, oh, I was supposed to, like, text my mom back. Mm-hmm. And I'm an Instagram scroller. They literally hired neuroscientists to figure out the best way to do it. And they tracked eye movements and they got it down to a science. It's so crazy. Yeah. Hmm. But you can't, it's really hard to be a professional athlete without it. Yeah. Speaking of which, follow the Free Hub podcast on all the <laughs> platforms out there. <laughs> Apple Music. Yeah. Spotify. No, follow Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> also, it. Chelsea. Yeah, she's got great content. I mean, yeah. that's how I found about you. I think it was after probably Free Ride Fiesta like two years ago. I think that's when I found your account. And yeah. And then, I mean, kind of random. But I was watching you hit Dark Fest last week. And then I should have yeah. started the podcast Insane. at the beginning of this. But. Yesterday I'm at Pacifica and then I meet her. She offered to help bring a piece of wood up for the Step Up Jam. She's like, "Oh, my name's Chelsea," and I'm like, "There's no way that's Chelsea sends it." Like, no. And then like halfway through the thing, Mateo's like, "Oh yeah, that's Chelsea sends it." And I go, "What?" And I freaked out. So I also had no idea who you were before. That's <laughs> okay. Because I've seen but, you in edits before. I've seen you on like the Fest series edits, and I'm like, "Damn, she is ripping." Mm-hmm. Also, Vero, I've seen her rip on the edits. She's she rips with the 50 to 1 crew a bunch. That's how I okay. like, got to know her. Yeah, she's like, she's got so much style and like slapping the corners. She yeah. always has those quick videos of just ripping the corners. Also, her fits are always on point. She has like fits. Like, I don't know what that is. Her oh, her clothes. Clo- yeah, oh, her yeah, style. she makes them. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It is she, pretty cool. Yeah, she has style on and off the bike. Yeah. So, shout yep. out. Uh, <laughs> If she wants to come to a podcast, maybe one day. We can only dream, though. <laughs> fly, fly her in from Wales. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the 50 to 1 crew. Uh, I couldn't understand a word of what those guys would. Oh, yeah. We try to listen to the 50 to 1. We love the 50 to 1. They're like our favorite writers, but we listen to their podcasts. And I wonder if they're listening to ours and be like, your California accents are so thick. Like, <laughs> they use so many different words that we don't use. It's, it's hard for me to understand. Yeah, yeah. I, I struggle. Yep. They all seem pretty, pretty cool lads. I'm so. resisting the urge to do a really bad impersonation. Oh, right dude. Now, but I don't, I don't think that should be on the internet. My girlfriend <laughs> rips me apart for my bad British accent <laughs> impressions. But yeah, the internet will have to wait for that one. Yeah. Um, in your opinion, what's the state of like the free right scene and women being in the free right scene? Like, what's from your perspective, like, what's the state right now and what would you like to see? Hmm. What's the state right now? Uh, women's free ride has gotten a lot more exposure in the last few years. Just, mm-hmm. uh, just companies using more women riding in general for marketing and then just different events. Uh, like, a lot of events have had women at them but maybe they weren't put up in media, but it's also kind of progressed with women's writing. Like mm-hmm. we haven't been at the same level at the men of, as the men 
for a long time. We're still not. Uh, but, uh, but I don't know, you're catching up really fast. <laughs> like, yeah. I think, yeah, like, dude, yesterday, like, even that girl Olivia yesterday, mm-hmm. like, throwing Sui, yeah, no, she, she was, was like 14, throwing Sui, no handers. That was mm-hmm. crazy. I, yep. I can barely do that. She's, she's killing it. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, the progression has been, been super crazy. It's so mm-hmm. awesome to see. And there's so many young girls like that, like Olivia, that are out there and just like having a good time and doing their thing. And, that's what it takes is a, another generation because mm-hmm. uh, we're, I mean, that's how it goes. Like one mm-hmm. generation comes and then the next comes in. Like mm-hmm. it won't continue unless we have new writers coming up and like really being interested in it and loving it and going after it. Yeah. Um, for the state of women's free ride. I don't know. That's <laughs> it's a, a rough question. Kind of a tough question. What do you think is coming in the future? Yes. Um, in the future, <clears throat> I would love to see more free ride events in the United States. I don't know what this mm-hmm. isn't just for women. I think everyone like would. yeah. I don't know what it is that like what is wrong with us in the United States that we don't we have proving grounds and rampage yeah. mm-hmm. and then like Highland had a few slope style comp like has a has their own series of slope style competitions and then Camp Royal has one also on the East Coast. And then, I don't know if it happened last year, but the Little Big at Truckee Bike Park was also a slope-style competition. But for as big as our country is, like, it's pretty sad how we don't have anything. Mm -hmm. Like, we we need to do better. And I don't know if that takes better, like, more uh, sponsors, like, putting in money to create these events. Mm -hmm. Um, But if that's what it takes, like, I know the American scene would gain a lot from that yeah. we're too good at lawsuits i know so i say are, every yeah. time like someone brings up an event in the bay area the response is always the liability the liability like oh someone could die doing this event so we can't host it not in our town not in our city mm-hmm. and i feel like that's just all of the u.s except for parts of utah that are just like yeah throw put on <laughs> rampage put on formation go for it mm-hmm. but yeah it's tough can we speak about red bull formation yeah um i know it popped up it it's like last year was the second year, right? Last year was the third year. Third year? Okay. Yeah. First year was what? 2020? Did Rampage happen in 20? I can't remember. I have no idea. Oh my God. I can't remember either. Because it was right before Rampage, whatever year yeah. that was. But it had, maybe Rampage still happened in 20. 21, 22. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Three I was trying to think. I was like, Seminux Tail Whip was 21. Uh, I was trying to figure out tw- who won 20. Uh, I think 21 is when Tom... Brett Reader has been winning them lately. but I think Brett Reader did the giant 360 drop in 2020. Let's talk about formation. Sorry, sorry. Okay, yeah. Uh, have you competed in... Well, it's not like a competition, it's, it's, right? It's, it's just a jam, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goal is to get top to bottom runs, but mm-hmm. it's just a jam where we build uh, whatever we want and, and ride it. Nice. It's pretty awesome. Um, I was kind of against it, or like... Not against it, but uh, when I first heard about it, I'm like, why isn't it a competition? Because mm-hmm. I, I guess uh, I, I guess I do enjoy competition and looking at Rampage, like competition's pretty cool in the respect of you can get something like Rampage. Especially if you're risking yourself, like the thought you get mm-hmm. the reward of winning for that risk. Is, yep. Yeah. 
Um, but once I went to formation and kind of saw what it was in person and experienced it and saw like the there's progression but it's like uh, all the camaraderie and just learning together and uh, and all of that was really really cool and just having an event that is kind of an open format for writers to do what they want and come and like push themselves to do their best in the way that they want is pretty awesome to have an event like that nice um but yeah sadly it got uh it, it's normally happening like right now mm-hmm. but uh the event was i mean at least as it was is canceled this year no way well oh. canceled for may they're thinking maybe it'll happen later in the year but why uh, did they cancel weather um as f- i think there's gonna be changes to the format of the event mm. from what i hear um, maybe some of the sponsors don't want it to be the same format as it was. Like maybe they want a competition. Mm. I'm not sure. It's kind of a, a tough point to talk about, I think, because I don't. There hasn't been any publications on it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how the average person's supposed to find out about it. Um, but yeah, from what I hear, um, maybe some people are pushing to have it as a competition, which is kind of interesting. Would you want it to be a competition? I guess you kind of said that, but you would want it to be a competition, do you think? Um, I think m- my opinion has kind of developed in the way of the ideal. Um, and I think a lot of the current professional women athletes can agree that we want a women's category at Rampage. Ooh. Like, if we have a competition, like, we want to be at Rampage. We want to be on lines. We want our own lines. We want to be at the top dropping in. Just, yeah. just like the male athletes that have like have gotten there, like yeah. that is what we want. I think there'd be huge viewership for it. I think it would. Yeah. Be, I think it'd be really positive and cool. I yeah. would, I would love to see that honestly, because then you're like held up to the same standard. It's like everybody's playing at this in the same field. It's yep. open for all. It would and be pretty sick to see some girls. Also, you can like build your own lines and stuff and showcase them to the world. That would be so sick. Yeah. Also, yeah. get your Get your team of diggers, maybe all girls too. That would be awesome. Dude, like some 16-year-old girl throws like a bigger like no-hander than Kyle Strait or something. Yeah. All the guys oh, have like man. ego breakdowns. They're like, what's going oh, on? My God. Yeah. Yeah. I would 100% be down for a female category at Rampage. Yeah. I think, I mean, from most of the people that I talk to, everybody seems stoked to have that as the op- an option. Yeah. But uh, who knows if that is on the table for the creators of formation and rampage i don't i don't know i i'm guessing that there's meetings going on behind the scenes right now talking about this and i wish it could be more public Mm -hmm. because this isn't this isn't about just us girls that are involved in formation right now it's about the next generations Mm -hmm. and like whatever happens now has a really big effect for the next like five ten years down the road Mm -hmm. so it's we want it done right but if they don't make anything public, I don't know how we help make those decisions the right mm-hmm. way. Interesting. I bet if they did like a pink bike poll or an internet poll, it would be like everyone would be mm-hmm. on board. Like, hell yeah. What's next outside of possible formation or possible rampage? Uh, what's some next on the radar for you? Uh, just like next time in the timeline? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to the Kamzink Invitational in Reno. I'm going to be there on Friday. I'm getting there a little early to help 
with the course or ride or whatnot. Oh, but like it, this Friday? Yep, this oh, Friday. coming up. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. Um, but actually, before that, I'm going to go down to North Fork, California. It's down by Yosemite. Nice. Um, It'll be beautiful right now. It yeah. should be super Gushing. beautiful. Yeah. Gushing. <laughs> like, literally, the, all the rivers are going crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to go visit the a farm that I lived on for almost a year. I, like, volunteered oh, nice. on this organic vegetable farm and goat dairy. And mm-hmm. I'm going to go and visit them because the family that owns the farm is just so awesome. Nice. I miss them. You're going to go do some work there too? Um, I'm, I'm only going for the day because uh, I got to go to Cam's event. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I mean, if I'm, if I get there in the morning, which I plan to, then I'll, I'll do what, yeah, I want to work. <laughs> nice. I love working with plants and like getting my hands in the dirt and it's fun. All right. What's your favorite vegetable? Broccoli. Ooh, quick oh, answer. Oh, yeah. quick answer. Favorite sure. fruit. Um, favorite fruit in this this includes berries and other fruits. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it berries is. Strawberries. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Like strawberries. Favorite dessert. My mom's strawberry cake. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Easy. So are you a cake over cupcakes type of person? So the weird thing about this strawberry cake. Because uh, I, I make it all the time. Well, not all the time. I don't even have an oven. You have an oven in the van? <laughs> I got an oven. I got no. bikes. I got six bikes and an oven. A hot tub. Um, so this particular cake, for some reason, um, if you make it in a regular cake pan, it doesn't taste as good. You have to make it in one of those like big, is it an angel food cake pan that has like the hole in the middle? Uh-huh. If you don't make it in that, it's just like not as moist mm. and delicious so in cupcake form yes it's still good but it's just not mm. as good you should break it bake it and then bring it out to an event maybe you'll give people like superpowers to mm. hit jumps or something oh, maybe i will yeah maybe maybe that's why you're able to hit big jumps yeah, it's cake just, courage yeah. Okay. Cake courage. Yeah. You guys are really inspiring me to find an oven to make. I mean, I want to try right this cake. It sounds delicious. It's so. I love cakes, good. but I would say it would. I pick ice cream over cakes for desserts what kind of ice cream ben and jerry's pistachio is my go-to pistachio i love a good pistachio especially chunky chunky pistachio with a bunch of pistachios in there Mm. every bite is crunchy (laughs) you got really passionate yeah i'm going off on the ben and jerry's ben and jerry's if you want to give me like a sponsorship or something i'll gladly rep so i will eat ben and jerry's ben and jerry's <laughs> gotta make a trip out there to they're in what vermont yeah that'd be cool oh. to go to the factory yeah. I mean, oh, you yeah. can they'll probably give you like the vip trip man i mean maybe i should apply for it's sponsorship sen- at ben and jerry's yeah, send an email. we should write ben and jerry's like hey there's not enough free ride events ben and jerry's <laughs> free ride event yeah mm. and they yeah. have a special ice cream flavor mm. what's your favorite ice cream jackson just anything chocolate like chocolate gelato would be it. Yeah, that's yeah like good. gelato. How about you? Ah, oh, favorite flavor. I, one of my, I don't know if it's my favorite, but one of my go-tos is chocolate chip cookie dough. I'm not a fan of cookie dough, but I know a lot of, hot take, hot take. I'm not a fan of cookie dough. Wow. Yeah. Lame This guy. Clearly we're not hungry. <laughs> we just, we, got, we just devoured yeah. some dumplings. We were riding all day and we just had dumplings, but you know how it is. Yeah. Oh, Okay, one more question. Out of all the 23 flavors of Dr. Pepper in the market today, would you still choose 
classic over anything else or do you have a special dr pepper flavor i actually have like maybe tasted the cherry one but i've never chosen to even try another kind of dr pepper over the normal one just Mm. classic just the classic dr pepper is just the best and there's no you could argue with me but what about do you drink coke um no, if, if I if generally if a place doesn't have Dr Pepper, I won't get soda. Whoa. Just water. Yeah. What if they have mug, like the root beer? I'm not a fan of root beer. Mm. I don't like it. It's kind of similar though. I feel like Dr Pepper has little hint of root beer. I know maybe, you mean maybe a little hint, but nah. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same. Have you reached out to Dr Pepper to get a sponsorship? I have. Oh. I have, but not in a lot of years. I've I've sent an application twice, but it's like probably five six years ago like a dr pepper kit a dr pepper helmet a dr pepper helmet. that would be so sick sick. yeah it's always been one of my goals in life to get free dr pepper for life oh well you know reach out you never know now you have a bigger following bigger audience i think for a company like that i need to get a manager like managers people get athletes get managers and they do business deals and it's it sounds like to try to get a sponsor that's out of the industry you have to get a manager because mountain bike companies are easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. They're mountain bikers, but yeah. I don't know much about the business world outside of mountain bike culture. Mm. So I may have to get a manager for that submission. Yeah. If Specialized would let you choose like a custom color for one of your bikes, would you do it like Dr. Pepper theme? Hmm. Or is um, that too much? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I think it's giving Dr. Pepper pepper too much advertisement for free. <laughs> free they, they, gotta, they gotta pay me they gotta buy me that sprinter van first or, or at least free dr pepper for life at the <laughs> yeah. very least oh. uh, but yeah uh, yeah color i've always i used to have a vw bus like a 71 vw bus um way back when and i always wanted to paint it this is my description of the color like a slate bluish gray color with a peach tinted clear coat like, I, I don't know how much you guys have driven in the desert and then seen, like, the desert mountains with the sunset behind them. Like, there's just this color that, that like, I associate with it because I see it when mm-hmm. there's, like, a desert sunset. And just, like, that color of the shadowy mountains with the sunset behind it is just mm. gorgeous. Nice. Mm-hmm. That would be a dope color. Yeah. I think I can, I think I get the picture of what you're saying. It's hard. It's kind of hard to describe. I spend, I, I spend specific. my time in the desert. I, <laughs> yeah, I know, you're, I I know you're talking about, though. though. I dabble. The Purple Canyon kind of look. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Well, um, I think that's all the questions we have for you today, Chelsea. Um, thanks for coming on the ride with us today. It was awesome. We're going yeah. to rip around SF with you. We, oh, it's so, fun, so much fun. Yeah, thank you for towing us into the shoot. That was uh, awesome. Yeah, Chelsea towed us through a shoot that... Uh, We've looked at for years, and then she just showed up and hits it first try. Yeah, so, first try. Shout out for that. Just, and right. then you all hit it first try. Yeah, I was scared to death. Yeah. But, uh, that was awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Um, if you have any words you want to say, um, the microphone is yours. Any word for your sponsors or anything? Yeah. Um, any words? Uh, go. Let's see. If you're a mountain biker go to events and like meet people and like be open to meeting new people. The mountain bike community is pretty, at least in my experience and most people that I talk to, like the mountain bike community is very accepting and open to, Mm -hmm. to a lot of people. So 
So go out there and meet other mountain bikers and enjoy it. Just like the jam the other day that I met you guys at. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love it. It's so much fun. Just the mountain bike community is awesome. You meet awesome people and then you never know where it will take you. Sweet. Well, yeah. thanks again for coming by. Um, it's awesome having you here. Our first guest also. Yeah, first, set the bar really yeah, high. Yeah, set the bar really high. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sweet. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, guys. Thanks.